my intuition is more of that silent, wise spirit that's like, no, no, yes, yes. And it's very clear for me. Welcome to the Let's Start Health podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. We live in a noisy world, and this space is intended to bring you clarity, enrich your bank of wellness knowledge, and inspire you to kickstart your journey to healing body, mind, and soul. I'll be interviewing industry professionals and bringing you raw, real, and personal stories of healing through gut health, intuitive eating, and the power of the abundance mindset. Thank you so much for tuning in and getting curious. Your journey to healing starts now. Hi, beautiful, and welcome back to Let's Start Health, a podcast willing to start the awkward, vulnerable, interesting, or even hard conversations needed in order to break through stigmas of mental and physical health, as well as educate and inspire those on a journey to healing. I'm your host, Chelsea Haynes. Y'all, I am so excited, and I sure I say that every single week. I am so excited to share this episode with you. If you recall a couple weeks back, I had my friend Sunil Godsey here on Let's Start Health podcast. He is the intuition expert who has spent over 10,000 hours researching the science of intuition and really what that means. He has used this platform to teach people how to run their own businesses, how to hire better employees, and really how to live their best life all from trusting their gut. What a better topic to have than with a gut health coach here on Let's Start Health Podcast. So this particular episode is a little bit unique. This was originally recorded about six months back when Sunil contacted me and said, I want to learn about your process of learning how to harness your intuition. So here it is, guys. You're going to hear the story of how I started trusting my gut, what that looked like. And you can walk away from this learning how to apply some of the stories, some of the things that I learned in my story to your life. We have also come up with an amazing plan. Sunil and I are going to host a free webinar on March 12th at noon Eastern Standard Time. If you are interested in joining this webinar, I would highly recommend showing up. (laughs) The link is intuitionology.com forward slash better dash health. The link is below in the show notes. Again, it's intuitionology.com forward slash better dash health. There's a little dash in between those two words. Go to the link below in the show notes, sign up for the webinar, and learn about really the four different types of intuition, the four hurdles of intuition, and how you can use your intuition to live a healthier life. It is really the root of intuitive eating. I am going to get on there and share my top tips of how you can start healing your gut right now. It's going to be an amazing time. Um, We're going to open it up to question and answer, and I just can't wait to have you all there. So in the meantime, thank you for leaving your ratings and reviews. Seriously, this is why I continue showing up. I really appreciate the love. It gives us the motivation and the inspiration to continue showing up. So if you like this episode, share it with your people. Post it to your Instagram story, tag Let's Start Health, and my 
profile handle, the Chelsea Haynes. We will be sure to re-share it and pay it on forward and leave a rating and a review. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. so much Sunil for inviting me on here and of course the exchange is mutual and I'm, I'm honored to be able to chat with you today about what seems to be very clearly our life's work. <laughs> so I am currently a this is going to be a, probably a longer story than it needs to be That's but I'm, I'm a health coach <laughs> and the path that I have found myself down is really a journey of guiding people to heal their guts physically in order to lead them down a path where they can truly trust their gut. And, and I say that on a physical level, and then of course, even more so on an emotional, spiritual level, um, where you really can trust your intuition. And a big piece of that is mindset work, but it really, for me, all starts with waking up feeling good and having the motivation to be able to do then the mindset work and to really be able to start recognizing signs and symptoms of there needs to be a change. So that's maybe like the <laughs> paraphrased version of what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> so that's great. That's amazing work. So how do you define intuition? What do you think it is? Mm. So when I think about my intuition, I really think of it as an, a, a spiritual side of me, but also really a primal instinct, right? It's this feeling within me that is always guiding me back towards myself, right? So what I mean by that is, my intuition not only speaks to me in times of danger, right? That's that primal instinct within me, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't walk down that alleyway right now. I have this feeling that that's not safe. But it will also remind me of my true self, right? So on a, on a deep level, when I'm feeling bogged down by all of the noise in the world, right, all of the constant stimulation, when I come back to my intuition, my gut feeling, my you know, trusting my inner voice, which I have learned to befriend that inner voice. That's maybe a little bit of a different conversation, but also very much the same. My, my gut knows exactly why my spirit came to this earth and what my purpose in this life is. So every time I need to make a big decision in this life, I've been able to cultivate a deep sense of trust in this. I keep just calling it a gut feeling because that's really what it is for me. And the more I harness the superpower, I like to call it, the more easeful my life has become, or maybe the quicker turnaround time is in times of perceived failures or mistakes, or the more easeful decision-making is. And yeah, big decisions don't feel so big anymore. <laughs> uh, and so you touched upon a couple of things there. I think that which, which is a great segue into my next question is how does intuition speak to you? Mm. I love this question. For me, it's truly a gut feeling. It's, it's, it's like this lightning bolt of all knowing. Like I just know. And I don't always know the reason why I know or um, why I might for example, know what decision I need to make in some certain circumstance. And actually part of my life's work has been about giving myself permission to let go of the need of control of knowing why. <laughs> that has been a big hindrance actually in my process of harnessing my intuition and learning to, to loosen that grip and just trust the process. 
um, has really been a part of the deeper inner work that I've had to do in order to be able to cultivate this gut feeling. But the more that I trust my gut, the more that I lean into that, well, I just know (laughs) and not have to answer why, the easier it gets, right? So sometimes I physically feel it in my stomach, but it's, it's, I say gut feeling because it's instant and it's sort of this like wiser, I just know this is not right for me, or I just know this is right for me. And, you know, I I think as we begin to harness our intuition, we start to see signs and synchronicities that are just too bizarre to ignore or to write off as circumstance. You know, for me, circumstance doesn't exist. Even us having this conversation, I mean, this is maybe a little bit of a deviation from your question, but it was about a week ago. And, and I've been, I launched my business in January and I've been focusing on gut health and I knew there was like a bigger piece to it for me and I, I couldn't find the words for it. And it was like, all of a sudden I had this clarity. I had this download. It's, it's all about trusting your gut and, and digesting your life. So this has been kind of a, a tag phrase of mine that has birthed itself. And when it all clicked to me, it was like, Jenga and all the pieces just fell together. And I swear 24 hours later, you and I were introduced. And here we are now a week later having this conversation about intuition. So this for me is a sign that, again, the more I trust my gut, the more I lean into my intuition, signs are going to show us that, yes, this is valid. This is true. Maybe for you and for me recently as well, it has been coming in the form of numbers. I am seeing repeating numbers everywhere. Like, it's bizarre. It's to a point where like every time I look at my phone or every time I look my, at my watch, it's 1111 or 222. I, I use 24 hour time. I work in maritime part-time. So it's 24, 24, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's kind of that feeling like you get when something happens in your life, you know, so if, if you're following me here and I say synchronicity and you're like, what the heck are you talking about? And if you're listening to this and you think, well, what does that even mean? It's, it's that feeling that you get when you see two seemingly random circumstances come together in a very, very obvious way, right? It's sort of that like, oh, what a small world. Like, yes, very small world. And this is a sign. <laughs> like, this is so much more than just that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. I mean, these are where the sort of the doors of opportunity kind of open up, and and so uh, for those who I completely understand where you are at at your level uh, in terms of the flow and uh, your purpose and the jig, like it all makes sense to me. Uh, and for most, I think they they it's there. It's just how do they recognize it? Yes. How do they tie the pieces together that works for them? Um, that that's that that's really important now for you it sounds like a flow now you also talked about uh listening to that little voice what's that little voice and is that little voice coming in times when you're going to ignore your intuition or is it a validation or is that the logic validating the balance of emotion what is that little voice compared to all the other signals that you talked about Hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful question and and one that I kind of have to think about because for me they sort of merge together okay and, uh, you know, that we all have an inner voice and inner dialogue that speaks to us all the time. And, and, you know, some of the work that I do with my clients is cultivating an inner voice that you can trust. Or, you know, if, if your inner voice is very hard on you or if your inner voice is very, um, has a negative tone or it's very condescending, 
I, I think befriending your inner voice and, and being able to walk a path with this person that's living inside of you, that's constantly in the back of your head, hand in hand, right? I sort of, I call it, I, mean, I guess there's multiple aspects of your inner voice, right? So I'm trying not to go down too many paths here. There's our inner child, right? That's always guiding us. We are always, all ages, we've always have been. There's an element of fear that is also always guiding us. And we have the choice to give our inner voice power or not. And we also have the choice to choose the dialogue that is coming from that inner voice. So I think it's empowering and we can take our power back. You know, when you look in the mirror, what does your inner voice say to you? Oh, you're this, you're to that, you need to do this, you should do that. Are, you know, are you living in a constant state of shoulds? You know, are you shoulding all over yourself? I should go to the gym, I should sleep earlier, I should wake up earlier, I should do this, I should, should do that. And where does that come from, right? And, and encouraging fear, inviting fear in, inviting that uh, traumatized inner child in like a friend and asking that inner voice, what, what can I learn from you? What lessons can I learn from this? And maybe I can safely put you, and by you I mean fear, in the passenger seat because I know you're going to protect me from driving off a cliff because that might lead to imminent death. <laughs> but I'm going to drive the steering wheel. So this inner voice for me is more of that dialogue that I have with myself, whereas my intuition is more of that silent, wise spirit that's like, no, no, yes, yes. Like, and it's very clear for me. So you asked about if I choose to ignore it and, and how is that different? I think what happens is when I ignore that quick second gut feeling, and I also study human design and there's different ways and diff different people have different strategies with their intuition. I think it's important to self-reflect and just like you said, to really understand your, the signs of when your gut is talking to you and Maybe you need 24 hours to sleep on a decision before making a decision. For me, it's very quick. It's, it's instant. It's yes or no, typically. And if I choose to ignore that immediate feeling, that's when my inner voice starts to chime in. Oh, but what about this? And what about that? And that's when I start to maybe question or doubt might start to creep in because now I'm starting to listen to the masses, not just that wise intuition that I know has been cultivating there for generations of generations of generations. And when I choose to ignore that gut feeling, it's almost like a dream where you're zoomed out and watching it happen. It's sort of like, I know this isn't the right thing to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. And what inevitably happens 100% of the time, like not 99.9, 100% of the time, I look back and I think, dang it, I did it again. Right. And I have feelings of regret typically, which is a bummer. <laughs> so leaning into that vibrational feeling, right? Leaning into that gut instinct for me is really has been my practice and cultivating a friendship with that inner dialogue that's always going on that is bombarded with limiting beliefs and values that might no longer be serving me and practicing letting those go so that way I can come back to that true self 
it's it's sort of a twofold thing for me. <laughs> and in that journey of of say uh, taking a step back and taking a look at it, when you're ignoring your intuition, what are the signals that are telling you uh, that you're ignoring your intuition? And and in, in my opinion, your signals always start very subtle in nature, mm-hmm. and as you ignore them, they get louder and louder. Mm-hmm. What's the what is that crescendo for you until it's telling you, hey, listen? Like change your decision now. Yes. I always equate it back to like in college when I was having to find a new apartment or a new roommate. Like this is just a very simple example of exactly what we're talking about here, right? So first impressions are everything, especially when it comes to people. And that's not just that that's not a phrase for no reason. That's because we can energetically read each other and our intuition immediately again knows our intuition is wise. Predator, non-predator. Like something's off, something's not off. Or maybe it's just as simple as we vibe and we don't vibe. And that's okay. There's no good or bad necessarily. Of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. But the subtle part, again, is just another gut feeling. <laughs> okay. okay. And the validation of that is that things start to become difficult, right? So in times when I would have to find a new roommate or find a new apartment, I would find myself grasping, right? And the harder I would grasp for the desired outcome, the quicker it would slip between my hands. That for sure is a, is a true and blue, like... If I'm choosing to ignore my gut instinct about this person or about this apartment that I'm about to move into, I really, really want to live there because X, Y, or Z, and it's just not working out. Someone can't meet up at the time I can meet up. Or, you know, there's all of these roadblocks that start coming in the way that are physically stopping that decision from happening. When I see that happening, that's when I, when I literally have to just like let go, no longer grasp. So I, I, you know, I, I guess maybe the subtle transitions from that gut feeling to that feeling of like, oh, wanting to hold on really tight. And I notice when I'm doing that, I need to just uh, loosen the grip, right? So this is where I'm also a yoga teacher by trade. So it's practicing that pause between stimulus and reaction and giving ourselves a longer pause, creating more space and more distance. And in my coaching practice, I I like to call it zooming out, right? Again, it's like looking from a dreamlike perspective. Can I loosen the grip and see how this plays out as it's supposed to? Why am I grasping? What is that really going to give me? And what's the fear of letting go? That's really, I think I kind of like got a little bit off track there, but really those signs and those signs that become grandiose are when there's physical roadblocks that start stopping the decision or the desired outcome. That's great. Great answer. Mm -hmm. Um, When was there a time that you trusted your intuition and it got you out of a very difficult or dangerous situation? Mm. I was reflecting on this question, and this is going to be a little bit of a long one. I'll prep you. No problem. No problem at all. <laughs> really, you know, I, I truly believe we are all intuitive beings, right? We can all ref- reflect on moments in our life that required big decision making. <laughs> Pardon me. And 
typically it's only after we see the results of those decision-making that we decided that we, we correctly chose or not, right? However, most of us can reflect at some point, and typically we either have a feeling of pride, not because of the outcome, but more so because we knew that we trusted ourselves in that decision-making, right? And also the opposite. You know, if we, if we make a decision, we know it wasn't quite right. And then we see the results and we think, dang it, <laughs> I did that. I did it again. I knew, I knew I shouldn't have done that, right? How many times <laughs> have you said that to yourself? And a few of my big memories, that was like a little bit of a preface. When I think back in my life, the difficult situations are sort of a pattern, right? And, and I have been mugged and, and I knew better, but that, that, was, that was more of just like a circumstance that I think maybe I needed to learn from. Um, when I think back of trusting my intuition to get me out of difficult situations, you know, choosing to leave my home state in New England and moving to South Carolina when I, I had to put myself through college financially, I had to get a job, like I was up against odds. And, and choosing to major in psychology, knowing that I was never going to be a traditional talk therapist. Here I am over a decade later, finally using that degree of mine. And again, when I made the decision to quit my corporate job and run away to Costa Rica and become a yoga teacher and deciding to leave a marriage that was no longer serving me, right? So there, there are big moments in life where there is a lot of fear involved and there is lots of unknown on the other side. But the situation that I was currently in got to a point where it was just too difficult or again, upstream, right? Again, after I got divorced, when I decided to sell all of my belongings to pursue a dream of traveling the world on private super yachts, <laughs> moving to South Florida with nothing but a suitcase and two weeks of rent paid, that was it. And just truly trusting deeply in myself and in divine timing and in the process. And again, another step forward from there, trusting to step away from the comfort of that very stable job and launch my own business because this is so important to me. So I look back and I realize all of these decisions have led me to where I am right now, right? And it, it has not always been easy. <laughs> and I mentioned the learning curve earlier. The learning curve has gotten shorter, luckily, but there have been times of just complete despair and grief where I'm just on the floor praying and crying because I don't know what to do. But all that I could do was pray and to trust that gut instinct. And now here I am truly living my most fulfilled and mindful and abundant life. I'm about to marry my best friend and the true love of my life. I feel uh, grateful for a successful coaching business that I am running from all over the world. It's, it's, this would have never happened if throughout my life I hadn't trusted those gut feelings and allowed myself to go through the processes that I needed to go through in order to get to where I am right now, right? So I guess it, this, this process really became intentional for me. And I think this is important for, again, to support what you said about how do people connect those dots, right? So it can look back, it can be nice to look back on one's life and think, yeah, well, how the heck did you do that? <laughs> you know, And I think it became intentional um, 
when I started, so I have an autoimmune disease. I have psoriasis. This started manifesting in high school. And I just knew, and, and this also kind of, again, on a deeper layer answers your question. I knew that there was more of an answer there than what the doctors were just giving me. You know, the, the dermatologists were just, you're going to need medication for the rest of your life and we'll start you on the steroid cream and eventually you're going to have to kill your immune system and that's just the only path. And I just knew that that was not true. <laughs> I just knew it in my gut. So this is when the process of really trusting my gut became intentional. And it really started with getting physically clear. And because if you're waking up every day and you're in pain or you're suffering and you're, you have chronic fatigue or you have dramatic symptoms of autoimmune disease or whatever chronic symptoms, and I'd love to preface that I very much believe in Western medicine, so I'm not, like, I'm not against medication. And if that medicine is helping you, bless that medicine. And if you're feeling called to explore a different route, if you're feeling called, if your gut is telling you there's something more for you here, then it can become intentional. And for me, in the way that I teach it to my clients and my students is that we go through a process first of letting go physical and emotional excess baggage, right? So it can be, it can come down to the very simple moment of every single day, what are you consuming both around you, screen time, media, and information, but also physical food. We know, and not just because we've heard that certain foods are deemed good or bad for us. We know that when I put a certain food in my mouth, I'm going to feel good or I'm not going to feel good. So in 2009, this is when I really started to explore this whole process of trusting my gut and trusting my intuition. And it started with me reaching out to a nutritionist, a holistic nutritionist that walked me through a four-week, essentially metabolic reset cleanse. So I really had to hit the reset button because I was so bombarded, right? I was bombarded with physical inflammation in my body and emotional disturbance and dis-ease and, and spiritually disconnected. There was a lot of disconnect. And I felt grateful that I knew that if I just had patience enough to be able to go through this process, and there have been things in my life at a young age, which your next question will help add a little bit of insight to that, why I knew I had the courage to be able to get through this sort of difficult time of really needing to find these answers for me that's what it was well, at least what it what it started with of my physical health like what was going on in my body like why is this happening why are these symptoms happening and then of course you talk to Dr. Google and pretty soon you're gonna roll over and never be able to get out of bed again <laughs> right and this concept of becoming intentional with trusting my intuition was proven very clear to me after this four-week process of trusting my gut, getting physically clear. And I'm telling you, Sunil, it was like I could see clearly again. People were complimenting me, not because I lost a bunch of weight, but it was just this aura of, it, I compare it to like removing the cataract from my third eye, right? It was like, I felt clear, I felt light, I didn't feel bogged down. And this was the first step for me in really trusting my gut. And then from there, 
I think is what has allowed to give me permission, permission to trust my gut in all of these seemingly very difficult situations or transitions or big decisions in my life. So that's the bigger answer <laughs> to that's that a, question. Um, that's a fantastic <laughs> journey. That's a really fulfilling journey. Um, when was there a time that you ignore your intuition and you, you ended up in a dangerous or difficult situation? So I, I have to take a deep breath and a pause because even has it been 18 years later, I still, this, this was the first time I really felt the regret of ignoring my gut. And I think maybe that has led to where I am now and why I'm so passionate about this because, um, sorry. No problem. When, um, when I was a freshman in high school, my first boyfriend called me and there was nothing abnormal about this conversation. There was no signs that something might be wrong. I just knew that I should have gone to him that night and I didn't. And the next morning at school, I got the news that he took his life that night. He passed away. Wow. And it was traumatic and dramatic and he hung himself so it was it was very uh I mean look at 20 almost 20 years later I still talk to my therapist about it <laughs> yeah. and not because I feel at fault but because and, and not that going to him that night would have changed the outcome because whatever is meant to be will be regardless and divine timing is everything and that feeling of oof I knew something wasn't right and there had been signs of course in the past and he was in therapy you know this wasn't this wasn't so illogical but that particular night and and maybe reflecting back now it was this overly sense of calm maybe that is what um, triggered my intuition. He was, he was very calm. And I just thought, no, he seems great. Everything's fine. Chelsea, you don't need to go running to him. Like he's fine. So, that, so, the, uh, so, so him being calm was uh, out of the ordinary for him. No, it wasn't. That, that was more so a reflection back after to think, why did I have that gut feeling that maybe I should have gone to him? You know, why, like, where did that gut feeling come from and why did I choose to ignore it? So I think reflecting back, the gut feeling was something's just not quite right. And I chose to ignore it because logic stepped in the way. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. That's a very powerful story. I really appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for asking. <laughs> no, no problem. Um, I talk about failure. Uh, in fact, my first book was uh, a kind of about learning from failure, learning from the failure of other entrepreneurs. And I am a firm believer that you only succeed if you learn from the hurdles of the failures that you experience. Uh, and if you're lucky enough to learn from others as well, what was a particular failure that you experienced and what lessons did you learn from that failure? Hmm. 
I love this question because I share this deep belief with you, Sunil. I really do. <laughs> and, and truly, the only way that one could fail is if they choose to give in to the perceived failure of others that they are projecting on you. That's really what I believe, right? Um, you know, you fall 50 times, you get up 51 times. And if you don't get up that 51st time, well, then maybe you could say that it was a failure, but those 50 times that you got up, that was not because you fell 50 times. Those falls were not failures. <laughs> they, were, they were very obvious lessons along the way that you had to learn in order to be able to get up that 51st time. So when people project failure, it's really just a reflection of their own insecurities, right? But maybe that's another conversation too. But again, our intuition is wise. And it has been guiding us since the beginning of time. It has kept us safe. It has evolved our social cognitive experience of being a human being, right? And we feel safe, loved, and accepted because of this innate feeling. And, and it will continue to do that. So when our ego gets in the way is when we get confused, right? And, and this is looking back at times that could have been perceived failures, maybe the, the end of my first marriage that I truly thought was going to be my only marriage <laughs> in life, that could have been a perceived failure for some people. Um, but I really learned so much about myself and about how to work as a partnership with someone else. You know, it helped me to self-reflect and, and it motivated me to do the inner work to dig up childhood trauma, to be able to become a more wholesome person. So that way I was ready to receive love when my now fiance walked in the door. <laughs> and this is the same thing for my, and I, I do bunny ears over when I say career in life, because when I reflect back, I've had so many. <laughs> and I grew up with a very traditional path laid out for me. You go to college, you get married, you have two and a half kids, you have a career that you choose and you do that for the rest of your life. You work nine to five. And that is the definition of success. Maybe you'll make a hundred grand in the year and that's, and you get a two week vacation. You know, that's like what success looked like for me. So in choosing to go out of the box, you know, really my whole life could be a perceived failure because I didn't do that at all. <laughs> I tried, I attempted to do that and I just knew that it wasn't for me. So, you know, the reason why none of those jobs or why those marriage quote unquote failed or why I chose to walk away from them was because the discomfort, the grasping, the, the gut instinct just became too loud. And because of those things, again, they've led me to where I am now and living this pretty cool, atypical lifestyle. <laughs> and I think if you're listening to this and maybe you're feeling that feeling, you're feeling stuck, right? You're feeling stuck in some decision you made. Maybe you have become famous for your fitness routines or you're, you know, you've promoted a certain diet your whole life and now your body is changing and you all of a sudden want to start exploring animal protein again you're allowed to change your mind, right? And that's just a small example of many other situations that you could possibly feel stuck because of perception of others. Oh, well, this person is a dentist and they've been a dentist their whole lives. What do you mean they want to go become a sailor? Of course, because that's what I did. <laughs> I wasn't a dentist, but I'm a sailor now. Um, 
you're allowed to change your mind. And I think, I think opening those doors of permission is really important when it comes to trusting your gut. You know, you're allowed to, yeah, simply that, change your mind. I feel like if we can let go of the societal pressure that we've put ourselves in a box and we've walked down one path and we can, we can more so fully embrace the life that was promised to us, right? I'm sure you'll agree with this, Sunil, that when we were born, a life of fulfillment and abundance and love is our birthright. It is, it is promised to us. And if you're feeling anything other than that, then, you know, the, the heartache, the lessons, the quote unquote failures, they're here to teach us lessons. Now, I say that gently because if you are experiencing trauma, if you're experiencing grief, or if you are in what I say in the trenches right now, give yourself permission to be there, right? You don't have to change it. You don't have to rush healing. But I'd love to maybe ask a couple of stimulating questions, right? And that's just with curiosity and not with judgment. If you're listening to this and you're like, gosh, you know, it's really easy to talk about trusting your gut, but this really traumatic thing just happened to me, or I just lost somebody I deeply love. You know, how, how can I even begin to walk down this path? And that's knowing ultimately that your gut knows exactly what you need to be free, abundant, happy, and healthy, right? You know exactly what is holding you back from following through on what it is that you need in order to live the life that you desire. So maybe asking, you know, what beliefs have you picked up along the way that are no longer serving you? How open are you? Now, this is, this is a big one, right? Because this requires taking responsibility and accountability, right? How open are you for taking responsibility for the narratives that are going on in your head based on the traumas that you're, you have experienced, right? And how willing are you to put the work into changing those narratives, right? So it, it, it's a delicate topic and it's very easy to fall victim to our circumstances in life, to fall victim to our perceived failures, to fall victim to traumas that have happened. And of course, trauma is very, a very broad spectrum. And, and there's no comparing trauma whatsoever. Your feelings are very valid and they're very real. But how do we take our power back from that place? How do we physically go from victim to victor, right? And it really, for me, starts with self-awareness, right? As, and, and to circle it all back around to this concept of failure, right? I really believe the more we trust our gut, the less likely we are to fall those 50 times, right? An example could be when I first became a yoga teacher, brand new yoga teacher, but I had been practicing yoga at this point for like 13 years or something like that. So I knew that I knew the practice. I knew that I knew my own personal practice. And I knew that if I just trusted my gut, if I just trusted my body, and if I shared my own heart and soul, that everything would be okay. But Inevitably, if I walked into a yoga class feeling too in my head <laughs> and overthinking the process and really having a plan for how I wanted the class to go, 
it would it would have been reflecting back a perceived failure because I was not trusting the energy of the room. I was not trusting my own knowledge in the practice, my own ability to meet the people in the room where they are at, and to trust that you know that person just went through traffic to come and let me guide them, and now here I am trying to create an experience that is not what it's meant to be. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I've never. I truly feel like I've never failed in life because it's 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 been a preparation a sequence of preparation to get me to where I'm at now and there's a lot of little nuggets in there but maybe I'll just kind of let that lie there <laughs> sure sure yeah and one of the things that I I tell people that are kind of going through crisis as well is that your intuition never leaves you so even though you've made a series of bad decisions uh there's that light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. that that guides you and that's your intuition but you have to be able to walk down the tunnel mm. to trust the path to get to that light. Um, and the other confusing part sometimes is that uh, one of the questions I get asked is, well, how come intuition led me down this path uh, and look what happened? And so when I dig deeper into their stories, it actually wasn't intuition that led them down that path. It was one of the four in what I call intuitive hurdles. Uh, so it's either too emotional, too rational, ego, or fear, fear of failure. And it's yes. one of those that drove them to that decision or that action that put them where they are. But now they got to trust mm-hmm. the, the signals, as, as I say it, to get them out. So yeah. very much like what you're saying, uh, very, very much like what you're saying. Yeah. And I love that you've categorized it into, so I'm so excited to talk to you because I think I've mentioned probably all four of those hurdles at some yes. point through this conversation. You have, you have, yep. But, and you have just beautifully articulated it. And that is so true. And it's the noise, right? It's the noise that we are constantly hearing and seeing. And it's the ego that doesn't want to omit the noise and that's okay. But really how willing are you to take responsibility for that? How quickly are you able to become humble and say, you know what, I made a mistake. And how much courage are you willing to muster up to say, I'm willing to change my mind regardless of what society may project on me? And is that what my gut is telling me to do? Yeah, and and even... um... Uh, the, the uh, very early when we started uh, about the interview we had earlier uh, with that person who was dating that uh, the person who eventually murdered their common friend. Mm-hmm. Um, she has PTSD, PTSD, anxiety, depression. She hates crowds. So she goes through a number of things. Sometimes she just, she just has to get away. But yesterday she said, after we texted back and forth, after thanking her for the interview, she said, yesterday was a beautiful day mm-hmm. because we talked about intuition. And we talked about how this was going to lead her to greater areas, greener pastures, better feelings. And just just that one, it was actually about an hour and a half interview um, that made her day. Um, And that memory is going to take it. And I'll find out today, today will be day number two, um, to see that progression. Uh, And if it's it's moving her to a better place, uh, she recognizes it. Yes. It's, it's important to remember on that note, you know, it's, it's a practice and it does take work and it takes support and accountability and a system typically, you know, there, there's, 
real things happen in life. And this is, I think, so important, Sunil, to, to hone in on. Like you said, we are not just talking frou-frou magic. Yes, miracles happen. Yes, manifestation is real. Yes, I truly believe in divine timing. And it takes our participation. It takes our empowered action. And this really is how we take our power back. And if there's even an inkling inside of you, if you're listening to this and you are in the trenches, if there's even the tiniest bit of hope for a different experience every day, that is possible for you. That is possible. And this is how we open the doors to possibility. I, I physically get chills all over my whole body because there is so much suffering in the world. There are, I mean, ugh. I get emotional because there's so many people who are deeply hurting. And, and this work is, again, it's, I'm reminded of how important this is when I see circumstances like this friend that you just interviewed, that you just shared. And I, I can't think of, I guess I could think of more worse things, but that is very real. And she is in those trenches and reminding ourselves, like you said, our intuition doesn't leave us. Our spirit is strong, you know, and regardless of your faith, God built us of sound mind and strong will. And I use the word God, universe, angel, spirit, whatever you would like to fill in there. We are resilient. And this is where these Stories of inspiration are so important to remember because, again, when you're in it, it can be challenging to not feel victimized by it. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. That's the process. And that's where recruiting help, you know, seeking counsel, speaking to therapists, coaches, doctors, pastors, friends, listening to inspiring stories and implementing a system that works for you individually and really aligning with someone that's willing to see you where you are at and not insist anything more and just get in the trenches with you. And when you're ready to climb out, you have someone to hoist you up. <laughs> it's really important. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have a firm believer that when you're intuitive and we, you talked earlier about energy and all that, we're, we're very connected. Um, and when you're connected, uh, sometimes you think about somebody um, and they call or their text or something happens to somebody and they can be a completely different part of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, something's happened. And when you find out uh, that something it had happened it was at the exact moment that you were thinking about that person mm -hmm. when has that happened to you oh Sunil, this, this happens daily <laughs> so of course living a nomadic life and and choosing to I, I always kind of giggle at myself a little bit because every time I choose to leave whatever place I've created as my home for whatever temporary amount of time I break my heart all over again but it has really allowed me to harness that feeling and it's to a point now where seriously I could think of somebody from my past and it doesn't matter how long I've heard from them or talked to them within 36 hours they will call text Facebook message Instagram message 100% they will contact and 
that's guaranteed. I'll, I say that with confidence <laughs> now. I used to I used to be like, yeah, that happens a lot, but no. Now it's to a point where it's like, this is freaky. <laughs> and same with you know, if I have a feeling, I no longer don't reach out. You know, one of my clients just recently, again, she was going through something tough. I just knew it. I texted her. I didn't hear back. And two days later, she said, I'm sorry, my daughter's been in the hospital. I knew it. I knew something was happening and and she's okay. Thank God. But, you know, I, I knew that she was going through something. And even just with us having this conversation right now, so like taking it a deeper layer into manifestation, right? So I truly believe that magic starts to happen when we start trusting our gut. And I say magic loosely. And I, and by that, I mean those signs, the things in our life that are made for us will find us guaranteed, guaranteed. And the more we trust in ourselves and in that divine timing, it'll happen quicker and easier over time. And that is when we start to be able to loosen the grip like that grasping feeling that I mentioned earlier, we no longer have to grasp for the things that we desire in life because we just know that they are going to come straight for us. And us having this conversation is one of those moments where I all of a sudden started having these downloads, right? I call them downloads. It's like this, I don't know what it is. It's like releasing the veil. And, and it's funny because I was grasping for clarity when I reflect back. I was, you know, I'm running this business and people talk about niches. And of course, in the coaching world that I live in, you really have to have a specific message. And I was like really praying and asking and meditating, like, I know there's something here, but what is it? And I just wasn't finding it. And as soon as I just said, you know what? <sighs> I'm doing it again. <laughs> I'm going to release the grip. I'm going to let go. That's when I, it was like, boom, 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 boom. I know exactly what I need to do and I know how to do it and know how to get there. And then signs and reminders started coming at me that I've been on this path for a long time. Podcast that I recorded two years ago about inner voice, um, an intuitive healer who I crossed path with four years ago, all of a sudden came back into my life that I had completely forgotten about. And here you are, I swear, within two days of having this clarity, having this download, our mutual friend, Chris, shout out, Chris, introduced us. And I hopped on, I saw what you're about, and I thought, wow, here we go. This is it. Like, I loosened the grip, I trusted my gut, and now I am having a conversation with somebody else in this world who feels as passionate about this as I do. And I don't know that would have happened if I didn't allow that process to happen, if I didn't allow that magic to happen, that manifestation to happen. Wow, that's very, very powerful. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> and I want to throw one quick question that I didn't uh, have earlier that uh, I gave you, but when you were in the corporate world, mm. um, one of the, the biggest successes that I see from corporations when they have a good management team is that they connect with their employees. Uh, and when they connect with their employees in a very trusted way, two-way trusted relationship um, that's respected, then you get those data markers like productivity and maybe the soft things uh, like culture and, uh, and revenues and profits. But it all comes down to that relationship building from a very trusted point of view. And you're allowing these employees to grow uh, and you know be themselves, be creative mm -hmm. in their roles rather than making them cogs in a wheel. 
when you were in the corporate world, did you feel like that with the management or the leaders that you were under? Hmm. This is a really cool question because I have a little bit of a unique answer because okay. when I was in the corporate world, I've, I've, I've never worked under big teams, but in the last four years, I've, I mentioned I work on private super yachts, right? So if you're like, what the heck does that mean? Get on Bravo TV and watch an episode of Below Deck, <laughs> right? This isn't a plug. This is just literally, that's what it is. And these little universes of our boat that we live on 100% relies on the intuitive ability of the leaders to help manage the success of what we're trying to accomplish, right? So imagine going to work and then never going home. Imagine working with the same 30 people 24 seven, which means you socialize with these people you date these people, you um, have to see them every single day. <laughs> it's a very unique situation and circumstance, right? So I have seen it on both sides. I have seen where a circumstance where the hiring person, the captain or the head of HR, depending on the size of the program, she's, he or she is known as the purser, um, who's typically doing the hiring process, or maybe the head of department, a chief stewardess or a first officer, um, doesn't use their intuition when building their team. And oh man, there is nothing worse than living and working and socializing with the same group of people that has fundamental differences. Now, of course, we come from all over the world. Naturally, there are going to be differences in the way that people manage stress. On top of that, you add a heavy workload and not a lot of sleep and a lot of stress and people change. But I think even more so, this is why it is imperative <laughs> to build this team based on intuition. Now, I'm speaking from the perspective of a hiring person, right? Someone comes to me with a very beautiful resume, or we call it a CV, curriculum vitae in the industry. And maybe on paper, they are perfect. But when you meet them in person, you just have this gut feeling that it's not going to work. And you don't really know why, but you say, but you know what, they're, they're overly qualified. You know, this is almost too good to be true. Well, and it probably is because that gut feeling that you have is telling you that as soon as they are immersed with the group of people that you have on board, there's going to be problems one way or another, however it pans out. And I guarantee halfway through the season, that person that hired that specific employee is going to be kicking themselves and they're going to say, dang it, I knew it. And now I'm stuck and it's mid season and we're on charter and we're in the med and there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and the success of the rest of this season really depends on how well this team works together. And it is just not working. And I should have trusted myself when I knew that I shouldn't have hired that person. So, or vice versa, you know, I, I'm, I'm saying that kind of from that perspective, worst case scenario, you bring somebody into a team that doesn't work, but also you miss out on, on, on an opportunity where, you know, maybe on someone's resume, they weren't super qualified, but when you met them, you just had this feeling about them. And for me, that's, that was how I got my first 
job in this industry on one of the most high profile charter boats in the industry was because I didn't have much full-time yacht experience. I came into the industry post-divorce and a little bit later in life compared to many of my coworkers, but the purser hiring me trusted her gut when, when she met me. And of, of course it, not of course, I mean, it like toot my own horn, but you know, luckily she trusted that gut instinct and it, and it worked out beautifully. And I ended up being with that program for a long time because of it. That's fantastic. Great. Well, well, thanks a lot for your time. Yes. Thank that you for fantastic. your time. I'm so grateful for this. <laughs> this is amazing. Amazing. So great, amazing experiences. I'm really glad that uh, both of us are on this journey together and helping a lot of people really kind of find that, uh, however they want to call it, their inner voice, their, their, their gut feeling, uh, you know, whatever it is for them, uh, that really they drive themselves forward. I wanted to take a quick moment to give you, my community of listeners, some genuine appreciation. I know how valuable and precious our time is in today's world of productivity, and I couldn't be more grateful for yours today. If you feel that this episode was of value to you, I would be even more grateful if you were to share it with your people. Go ahead and copy and paste that link into messages, or if you're feeling really creative, pop a screenshot of the episode into your Instagram stories and send it on over to that person in your life who might need this boost of inspiration today. Don't forget to tag the podcast handle Let's Start Health and my personal account, The Yogi Yachty, so we can have all the fun connecting, building community, and sharing all the things. Thank you again, and remember, be curious and unwavering on this journey to health.